0: This Accounting Web Podcast is brought to you by Sage. Help your clients boss small business accounting with Sage. To find out more, visit sage.com forward slash accountants.
1: Hello, I'm Richard Hattersley and welcome to this special Accounting Web Podcast on coping with the never-ending treadmill of work and pressure, brought to you in association with Sage. Accountants have contended with the rush of government guidance already this year, and now with the prospect of self-assessment looming again, and the second lockdown, we're seeing a gloomy outlook in the profession. Today on the show, we're going to find out how accountants have managed clients, the high level of demand, and the associated pressures of the last few months. To do this, I am delighted to say I am joined by Sages' Chris Downing, an accountant at heart with almost 20 years' experience working at the accountancy firm Milstead Langdon, Hello, Chris. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Hello, Richard, and thank you for inviting me.
1: And in Accountants Corner, we have Sam Mitchum, the founder of SJCM Accountancy. Hi, Sam. Thank you for joining us as well.
0: Good afternoon, Richard. Thanks a lot for having me again.
1: Wonderful. Well, firstly, how are you all doing? It's been a very stressful time And it seems as if things are not letting up with the lockdown in England and restrictions across the United Kingdom. So, uh, Sam, how have you coped with the sudden change in client demand over the last several months?
0: Yeah, it's certainly been challenging, to say the least. Um I think it's just a case of it's a bit of a roller coaster at the moment, isn't it? We really don't know what's coming next. Um, we just kind of get on a bit of a straight path again. And then we're, um, you know, in, into the upheaval of another lockdown. Um, so how have I coped? Well, I wouldn't say easily, um, but certainly certainly getting there with just dealing with this new, new level of client demand, really. I, I think um, majority of it is just managing expectations.
1: Absolutely. Chris, you, you spend every day of your life speaking with accountants and finding out just how they're getting on. So, um, how have you found that accountants have coped over the last few months?
2: Well, they've coped amazingly well because if you imagine, they are, let's say, the first port of call for small businesses. So, not have they been dele- dealing with the demands of navigating all the new legislation, uh, trying to interpret it. And then the day, accountants are the best geeks in the world. They love the detail, but they can also really want to get under the covers of it, but then explain it in a way which actually makes sense to their clients. But then it's also just supporting their clients, because if anything, people talk about the new normal. I think really we're just in the consist- consistency of uncertainty, because whether what's happened in the last week uh, with, let's say, furlough 2.0, because I remember literally just 10 days ago, I was delivering a webinar on JSSS. And at Live, our friend Rishi was actually announcing changes to that. So we just would like a little bit of calm and consistency. But it's a case of we cannot miss the fact that actually businesses are going through a huge amount of change and uncertainty. And when a lot of businesses require November to build up, be ready for, let's say, the busiest period of the retail year, um, accountants are going to be scratching their heads, being agile in their thinking, being creative in terms of how they get their clients surviving. So they're doing an amazing job. And also, by the way, they've got to do some accounts and tax returns soon. And I'm not going to say how many working days there are until January because that is not many, very many at all.
1: It's funny you should mention tax returns because um, on our forum, we did have one reader who noted, it seems like any time Richie Sunak opens his mouth, we get put back two weeks in our schedule of work. I estimate we're at least a month behind in our compliance week, and I'm already dreading January. It feels as if this never-ending treadmill of guidance is really having a knock-on effect uh, and adding a squeeze to to this uh, time of year, which is always typically busy. So Sam, how is it impacting your self-assessment preparations?
0: Yeah, um, it absolutely is having a huge impact. And I, I'm sure we're, um, we're we're all kind of in that together, really, um, as accountants. I'm sure that's the same experience for, for the majority of us. Um, personally, I, I just feel like I've been um, back to school with it all. You know, there's always something new to get our heads around, to then get out there to clients. And exactly what Chris was just saying, really, we just kind of got our head around the new job support scheme um, and then, furlough round two here we go again um so i think just naturally really yeah the 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 level of self-assessment returns that have been done to date um it, it's quite scary really um compared to the point that would usually be up to by this time of year
1: absolutely chris um how, how are you find in that accountants are uh, um with with their self-assessment returns issue? do you in your conversations, do you find that they are about where they should be or are you finding that many are sort of playing
2: catch up because of everything that's happened? Um, you've got a mixed bag. You've got some larger organisations who may have actually furloughed their staff earlier in the year um, and therefore sort of maybe see, thinking about how they can actually sort of I don't know, bridge the gap in terms of workflow and catching up on the sets of accounts which you required. First of all, we do the tax returns. Um, you've got those accountancy firms who have always been very proactive and tried to do tax returns as early as possible in the year. Yes, they're feeling a little bit of pinch in terms of uh, capacity, but then you have got then the other extremes, the majority, in terms of the fact that it is actually not just actually meeting the 31st of January deadline, but actually possibly meeting new client expectations. Because even though there are some great leniencies in terms of time to pay, and deferment of income tax if your liability is under a certain threshold, it doesn't stop the business owner from worrying about how much tax do I have to pay, what corporation tax my business has to pay, how am I going to manage my VAT payments. So these are all calculations that need to be performed. And the business owners want them even earlier in the month or the, or in the year, which means it's actually constituting that amount of workflow. So it's no longer meeting the deadlines, it's also meeting client expectations. So that's the, probably the biggest challenge which accountants have also got as well. So it
1: it does seem like quite a uh, high-pressured situation, which many accountants find themselves in at this time of year. And they've been dealing with it since, let's say, March. I, actually, to be honest, I don't think they've really recovered since last self-assessment season, with these long working nights trying to... Uh, uh, Work out the, the finer detail of some of the guidance as well, and 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 dealing with clients, and this is bound to have a knock on uh, just their general well being and just their mental health. So, uh, Sam, just how are you you keep in uh, with with your well being during this period? Are you, are you managing to um, uh, make sure that your work life balance is just as it should be, or has has it had a real knock on effect?
0: It has had a knock-on effect, yeah. There's there's no denying that it's definitely had an adverse effect on um, on kind of my self care, if you like. Um, and I think it's just all about balance. It's it's always all about balance, you know. It's about trying to find routine and to really manage time and and try and make sure that you have that time out and um, don't just work, you know, every minute of every day that you can. Um, but that's very difficult when, as we know, the the demand and the extra services it's just increasing um as well as it being the kind of the normal busy time of year for us um and I think also it's it's very easy to forget about yourself you know you kind of you go into this adrenaline surge um at the beginning of the pandemic when we were facing kind of the first announcements um from HMRC about the the schemes that were available for clients you kind of run on adrenaline and you, you can maintain that for a certain time period but certainly not a time period as long as you know if we look back to when this started up till now it's just not realistic um so we do need to kind of not forget about ourselves really
1: uh, Chris as mentioned at the top there you've you, you've got many experiences experience within the profession you, you've seen it all um and the pre- profession has been guilty at times of having this always on coaching um has there ever been a time as bad as what what accountants have just gone through and and still going through in terms of just just working night and day in order to um, get through and and support their clients?
2: Well not not in recent memory I suspect the closest thing we can get is basically maybe that sort of last week of January approach in terms of when you basically got clients turning at the doorstep with their bag of records wanting their tax returns spun out of thin air Um, I suppose the end of the recent thing of, uh, let's say, unprecedented demand and requirement to learn something new is probably like MTD for VAT. So even though we are all marching to that March 2019 deadline, uh, that April and May period was incredibly busy. Um, And therefore, it's like maintaining Mm -hmm. and coping with additional workload, the client conversations. And it's very easy to forget those times. But you can probably recall from Accounting Web and the conversations in the Q&A in terms of, let's say, even with the uncertainty of the agent service account, what to do next, the challenge has to clients, thinking about whether they need software or not. And this is what we're going through now is that, but with bells on. Uh, but the challenge is just no let up. It just hasn't paused at all since mid-March. Um, I appreciate there was a little bit of, let's say, um, I don't know, calmness in August. I think everyone took... The, the opportunity to at least try and get a couple of days off. But I think the challenge now, we're going into, we're now in November, we're marching up to December, we're going to January. It's the uh, shorter days, it's the darker nights. It's, it's having to actually having some time for yourself. And as an individual, I, I was always very social, indiv- social animal, wanting to go and see people. And I'm now feeling that I just need to try and force myself to go out throughout the day. Otherwise, it's so easy to sit in front of the laptop when it's dark and then you suddenly realize it's dark again in the evening and you haven't seen daylight, you haven't been outside, you haven't given yourself any sort of your own time. And I think this is going to be the, probably the biggest challenge over the next couple of months because we're just going to have fatigue and, and people are going to be worn out. And when it comes to February and March, when we should be doing, let's say, operational changes and planning head and actually trying to, help to uh, fix our clients in terms of cash flow, we're going to just be uh, very, very tired. Um, So that's that's the problem is actually finding time for oneself over the next couple of months.
1: Absolutely. We've we've kind of painted a gloomy picture so far of what the reality of the situation over the last few months. And Sam, I'd be really intrigued just to find out how you've managed clients' expectations and supported your clients and also dealt with this heavy workload, um, which has been... Completely a commendable thing, which which you've done, so what sort of tools and techniques have you used to sort of mitigate the stress over the last few months?
0: yeah, so um one tip that I kind of picked up on um that I heard on as a similar kind of a podcast um right at the beginning was um to manage client expectations in terms of um, clients have a tendency to hear the um announcements from the chancellor and then ring you up um and they do that because that's when their anxiety is at its peak you know they hear an announcement they think does that apply to me can i get that grant for for example um and straight away they they tend to ring you up um and i think one of the key things i picked up on from that is to not hide from your clients certainly take those initial phone calls if you can um but then really live by your calendar um so kind of the whole being proactive instead of reactive and take the call yes but then say it's not a good time can we pencil in 10 minutes tomorrow morning um and then kind of have that that call scheduled. And then if that client hasn't um, got the answer to everything they want to ask during that call, very much just keep control of the situation and say, I do only have 10 or 15 minutes now, but we can by all means speak again tomorrow, for example, and just kind of keep that control over when you're talking to your clients so that you're not firefighting. Um, and that's had a, that's been a really positive tip. And um, I think, to keep an open mindset just in general as much as you possibly can um kind of adapt to your client's new needs as much as possible and um, getting onto that emotional level with them you know um kind of edging back towards what chris was just talking about i think the difference here um compared to anything we've dealt with before like Gen- january deadline or mtd for that the difference here is that people have a lot of different worries at the same time so it's not all about business yet somebody might be you know really panicking about business but the same client may well have health issues or you know be worrying about an elderly family member who's alone and i think for me um it's been a time to really build on client relationships too that of um kind of getting onto that personal level with them and i keep trying to remember how positive that's going to be in future years
1: Absolutely. Some fantastic tips there, Sam. Chris, how about yourself? What, what sort of tips have you seen um, that you've heard from accountants with, that they've found really useful when it's come to just managing expectations and the tools they've used in order to mitigate the stress?
2: I think this is, all comes down to that uh, well-used art of communication. It's not beh- hiding behind emails, uh, but actually picking up the telephone, having a conversation and we talk about uh, proactive advisory. I think the, the word these days is being preemptive. It's a case of actually thinking about actually what could go wrong and try and put in measures or conversations or thoughts in your minds of your clients in terms of trying to mitigate that. Uh, but certainly there's one in terms of regular communication, but also being mindful about you need time to do the work. And it is so easy. To go from one call to another, and suddenly it's four o'clock in the afternoon, and you haven't even touched the emails from last week, let alone that morning. And I think actually parking certain periods of the time to do certain activities is very important. So, whether you're an early bird or a midnight owl, however you perform best in terms of actually doing the proper constructive work, whether that's the tax returns or the compliance or doing cash flow forecasts, do that work when you perform at your best. And then when you feel that you may be a little bit lethargic or actually you just need to have a conversation with people, park out those several hours of the day. So therefore, if two till four is the best time of the day to have a conversation, try and line up all your calls in that period. At least then you won't be distracted. You can concentrate, get some solid three or four hours worth of working, and then you can actually meet the demands going forward. I think that's the, the biggest challenge, as Sam said, is the fact that when you've got legislation changes, uh, clients are straight away on the phone wanting to understand what's going on. And I've certainly seen this with Sam in terms of, uh, she probably does it faster than anyone else. The fact there's an interpretation of the legislation is straight away, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn, there's a summary available for her clients. And I really, that's what a lot of accountants are doing. They're taking the, the role of, let's say, the interpretation of the legislation to their heart. And explaining that and redistributing to the clients as quickly as possible or basically using the 80-20 rule. If 80% of the clients can be informed, it means they can then concentrate on the 20% who really need some support.
1: Absolutely. And and as you mentioned there, Chris, there's plenty of platforms out there in order to amplify that message so you can really concentrate on select clients who desperately need your help. Sam, is that something which you've done uh, over this period as well when it comes... To just communication and getting your message out there,
0: I have yeah. So again, um, I've I've really tried to get the the guides kind of out there as as quickly as possible. Um, you know, I'm sure plenty of accountants have been sat in, in front of the television, um, taking notes as the Chancellor's is speaking. Um, and I think that the reason i did that obviously it was it was just to help clients and and for them to know that i will get that information out there but also back to the whole phone call and client ringing you in a panic um i found that clients have actually reacted quite well to me saying well do you mind checking the business facebook page first um i will talk to you and i haven't got a problem with explaining that scheme to you however i've already um kind of done my own interpretation on on the facebook page um you'll probably find that a lot easier to understand if you still have any queries, by all means, ring me back, and I've found that that has really helped, so yes, it's very high pressure um it's not easy always to get the guides out there quickly and to kind of work it all out yourself and then get it into an easy read format for clients. But for me, it's been absolutely worth worth the time and effort
1: and Has there been any sort of tech Sam that has been particularly helpful during this time? um We mentioned a couple of like the social channels, but anything else which is sort of helped mitigate your stress
0: i think um i mean there's been so many places to reach out to i mean sage themselves have had their coronavirus hub which again it's just it's just that kind of one one stop shop for all the information that you could need um and i think it's just about using those kind of hubs if you like um to your advantage really and not only explore what's out there from that point of view, but also don 't be scared to reach out to other accountants if there is something you 're unsure of. I mean, I work as a sole pr- practitioner, and one of the main things I really miss um from being in practice and, and probably has really come to light during this is just that i 'm ninety five percent certain i 've got my head around this, but bounce it off somebody next to you or you know go into the tax office and just run something past them and that 's something i 've really missed, but i 've actually found that accountants have really come together during this and I think that's another positive that we really need to take away um, and kind of keep that going you know talk to one another Um we're all in it together and, and it's becoming such a cliche cliche saying but it's very true.
1: Absolutely it, it does feel as if there's been a real community spirit around this, with everyone gathering together in order to um, overcome what's been a, a really tumultuous time for the whole profession Uh, Chris, on that point about tools and techniques and technology, um, anything that comes to your mind um, in being really helpful for accountants during this period?
2: Well, I think everyone's taken a very steep learning curve in how to use Zoom and Teams over the last six to seven months, uh, because at the end of the day, though the telephone is a brilliant device, it's been around for hundreds of years, um, the, that that they be able to see someone's face, be able to see their reaction, be able to see the whites of the eyes, and be able to explain stuff is even more important. And when you can be sat at sat at home, whether you're in an office or at your dining room table, be able to have that human contact, even if it's virtual, is just so important. So anything which actually you can see the, see another face, I think, is working well. But also with that, it's like it's just sharing information. So whether that's trying to get the day job done, the compliance using tools like auto entry and receipt bank, they, they, they've been even more prevalent of, of, uh, of recent times in terms of how accountants have adopted the new technology. But also with that, that shows the challenges in terms of adopting tech in the first place. It's a case of technology which is easy to use on board, self-taught is are the ones which are gonna win because it's very difficult to have a t- training partner come into the office because that's no longer possible today. So anything which is intuitive and easy to consume are the key themes which actually accountants should be thinking about. So, yes, the communication tools have been key, but also we need to be thinking about how accountants actually getting the work done, whether they're cash flow forecasting tools, bookkeeping tools. Uh, This is all about, let's say, thinking about the operations of the practice going forward. And I think accountants have had quite a bit of time in between, let's say, the day job to think about how their practices should look like in the years to come. Absolutely. Um,
1: So, Sam, we've talked about some of the how you reacted to the situation, how you responded and helped your clients. But I, I think we need to spend a moment just talking about how you helped yourself during this period, because accountants were straight there on the front line helping. And at times it may have been to a detriment to their own well-being and mental health. So it's really important now, more than ever, with the growing workload in the coming weeks and months, that that you you all spend a moment just to take some time out for yourself so um what have you done in order just to look after yourself and and um make sure that your own well-being is l- looked after i
0: think the key here certainly for me has to be realistic with time. You know, there's, there's no way at the moment that I'm going to take an hour to two hours out um, in the middle of the day to take time for myself. However, um, just jumping back to what Chris said about the fact that it's now, you know, dark nights are approaching and maybe we used to clock off, have tea and then um, go out for a walk before we got back onto um, responding to emails and what have you. But I think now that, um, you know, dark nights are in and, We need to try and find 10 minute gaps, in my opinion, and that's very much what I do. So I will leave kind of 10 or 15 minute gaps a couple of times during the day and really force myself to step back. Um, I think there's kind of um, it's easy to think, well, 10 minutes won't make a big difference, but it really, really does make a big difference. I mean, I've got a dog and the dog needs to go out. So that for me is kind of um, is the the simplest way that I look after myself is to just make sure that I do take the dog out, not just for two minutes, but I walk at least round the block. You know, and it, it sounds so simple, but it's just that kind of switch in mindset. You can switch off um for ten minutes, and you'll come back so much fresher um from from doing that.
1: It it is it's funny how that actually just having that break, how it can actually um, make you feel more. Can renew your energy in a way, can't it, um, uh, Chris? I just want to mention something which was posted on our any answers forum on the Came to Web. This one reader said that has been the last few months has been a very stressful time uh, with the pandemic. Uh, they thought it was getting better, but now it's back to stress central. They said being stuck at home in the home office all day only adds to the rumination. Life seems to revolve around work the whole time it feels like many people may be in in the same sort of boat where now the restrictions are such that you uh we're being encouraged to work from home and as as we keep mentioning the, the nights are getting darker the workloads not letting up what what can we what can we advise that that accountant there who is feeling really over overwhelmed by the whole situation what sort of advice
2: could we give I think the key thing is to not to sit there being alone um, because it's so easy to be wrapped up in your own thoughts when actually we just want to have contact with someone, speak about, let's say, our challenges, uh, because really the old adage is always true. A problem shared is a problem halved. And uh, what I have seen, which has been, as Sam said, is that it's the coming together of accountants, all in it together, But it's like the easy wins of the fact that there are some brilliant Facebook groups out there, very friendly, very secure areas where you can actually talk about, I have a challenge with this client, uh, the problems I have facing today are X. And therefore, it's great to see accountants uh, chipping in and providing support. But also, we must not miss the fact that if you're belonging to certain institutes, they're also providing counselling services, uh, ability to speak to other people. And I think this is the key thing. It's actually getting over one's personal barriers to actually think about, yes, it's okay to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Because I can remember sometime when I was in practice when you just got too much work. It's so easy just to get buried yourself into it. Yes, I'll deliver this. I'll get this sorted. But all you're doing is just doing yourself a disservice. So I think this is the key thing in terms of when people should really sort of, let's say, think about actually reaching out, getting support, but also just doing the basic things. It's a case of sometimes it is so easy just to be working from home and staying from home. And um, even though people may think that um, I like a bit of technology, I've got to admit it, I've never done home shopping, home deliveries. I actually um, enjoy, let's say, the weekly shop, just to ensure that I get out of the house, go for a drive, at least go and, let's say, see people from afar and seeing what's going on. And I think that's the sort of thing. It's so easy to be, let's say, let's say, pounding to the rules and the regulations, when actually you just need to be able to go and see and get some fresh air. And I think that's some of the biggest challenges, actually trying to have a bit of a normality of life uh, in between the, the, the restrictions that we have. So, and Sam, um, you, you mentioned there the uh,
1: having having an animal is a great excuse to take your dog for a walk around the park or something. Another thing which uh, I noticed that you're a big proponent of is is yoga. I remember seeing uh, a video of that that you post on LinkedIn. Um, so anything that you can just to uh, bring some sort of uh, serenity to your to to your current life situation is is should be encouraged, I guess. Um, what else could you uh, advise here, Sam?
0: Yeah absolutely. I mean you said it the 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 yoga video. Um I'm not good at it but I enjoy it. Um it's it's just that mindset and it's just that switching off. Um I only do that for 10 to 15 minutes a day but I do do it religiously. Um once a day usually in the morning and when I do that the mobile phone's on aeroplane mode and the emails are not open on the computer yet. Not that I would break off to look at them, but the fact is as soon as you hear that ping, your mindset switches and you're not concentrating on what you're doing anymore, which is supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes out of the work zone. 10 to 15 minutes won't make a difference to you know the workload as a whole on for the day, but being able to kind of look after yourself for that 10 to 15 minutes will make you so much more productive.
1: Uh, Chris, Sam um, starts the day with yoga. How about yourself? What what did you find useful, especially when you were in practice and th- there were those busy periods? What what was really helpful for you in just setting a day so you had like a
2: a nice ease in? Me have an ease in? Do you do you? <laughs> you know <laughs> that I'm, I get up very early and, and was straight into the office. I'm um, I'm probably the worst <laughs> person to take advice from in terms of let's say work life balance. But I think one of the key things is actually think about, like, what do you enjoy and putting some time aside, whether that's at the weekend. Because sometimes if you've got work demands, uh, getting that work done is actually uh, probably one of the best feelings of actually getting the job done and getting it sorted. And that's why I, what I really enjoyed was actually if there is a task of monkey round your neck to get sorted, get that over and done with as soon as possible. You will feel better for it. Then you can concentrate on the other work. But it's like everything, if if and when we're allowed back in the offices, just walking around the office, having a chat with someone, and really some of that sort of water cooler conversation, it was probably some of the best respite about, but that no longer long, no longer exists. Uh, so really the challenges at the moment for the next couple of months is actually how do you actually create some time, some, some personal health well-being when you're working from home and when it's so easy to be, let's say, almost physically tied to your laptop. Uh, well, we're
1: rapidly running out of time. Um, but before we we sign off today, Sam, any last minute tips you can give our listeners when it comes to uh, coping with the high level of demand, which everyone's bound to encounter over the next coming weeks and months?
0: I'd say just don't be scared to reach out. Don't be scared to um, to ask for help and to communicate. Um, remember the the saying of putting on your own oxygen mask first and um, just be mindful that a, a total burnout will help nobody. You can't help your clients if you're not looking after yourself. So do what you need to do to, to really take that little bit of time for yourself.
1: And Chris, the final word is with you. What would you advise?
2: Um, I always think it's always about speaking to people. And um, it's so easy for me to have calls with SAGE colleagues all day long. But sometimes I don't want to speak to other people outside the organization. Hence, why I get real enjoyment from speaking to other accountants, uh, sharing my experiences, and also maybe just pointing people to other solutions. So, I do think it's actually wherever possible, find some time to speak to other people, share your problems, uh, because actually we're all in it together. Uh, this is going to be like this is going to be situated for the next couple of months for, for sure. Uh, but therefore, let's just think about what we can do and maybe sort of think about the enjoyment which you could probably all uh, wish we could have in a couple of months time uh, when spring comes along, if not earlier.
1: Well, Chris, Sam, um, I'd like to thank you both for your time today. I found it incredibly useful and I hope everyone listening did as well. So thank you very much. And of course, thank you to Sage for supporting this session, which I think is much needed for all the profession at this moment in time to hear this really useful advice. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you everyone for listening um, and for your uh, news from the world of accountancy. Please join us on the But until next time, I've been Richard Hatsley. Thank you and bye for now. Bye, everyone.
0: This Accounting Web Podcast is brought to you by Sage. Help your clients boss small business accounting with Sage. To find out more, visit sage.com forward slash accountants.